Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Bible and Life podcast. My name is John and I am I'm grateful for you. I'm glad you're here on this episode. I'm glad you're here if you tune in regularly to the podcast. Glad you're here if this is your first time listening. I want to say a special welcome to you if this is your first time listening. You know, in the Bible and life, uh, our our heart, our goal, uh, our mission, if you will, is I, I want to I want to put clear, down to earth, in depth Bible teaching into the hands of hundreds of thousands of people all around the world, if possible. That's really the the heart behind all of this. I. Uh, from my experience, people are hungry to understand the Word of God in clear, livable language, in a way that brings it to life, in a way that's spoken in in their everyday language, so that so that they can they can really be rooted deeply in it and to follow Jesus because of that. And that's our passion. That's our goal. My heart in creating this podcast, the listener's commentary, where I teach straight through Bible books, core training for Christians, my online courses, my heart and all of that is to put clear, down-to-earth, in-depth Bible teaching into the hands of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, if the Lord should will it. And so I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're uh, tuning into this episode on this episode, what I want to do is something uh, just a little bit different. Uh, this episode is not so much going to be a Bible study like I typically give, where I take a passage of Scripture and look at it and then reflect on it and think through how it connects with our life. It's not going to be like a Bible study like I give on the listener's commentary, where I teach a whole chunk of Scripture and help us really understand what it means in its original context, with its original language and all of that. Now, that's normally what I do, but that's not what I want to do here on this episode. I simply want to offer on this episode just a reflection, just a, a reflection from my years of walking with Jesus, my years of reading scripture, something that the Lord has put on my heart, something that uh, is just stirring in me and uh, something I'm thinking about, something that I believe I know has been beneficial for me and I believe it'll be beneficial for you. All right. So here's here's what I'm thinking. I, uh, I picture somebody walking up to me. Uh, typically when I picture this, it's usually a young person, probably because I spent so much of my life with college-age students, but it really doesn't matter. I picture someone coming up to me and asking me, um, man, what what is the secret to having a life marked by peace and joy? And uh, I want to offer just a simple little, I'm sure there's a lot more than what I'm going to say, but I want to offer a simple reflection that I think is at the heart of that. And here's, here's how I would answer that question. What's, what's the secret to having a life marked by peace and joy? I think what it really comes down to is learning to receive our life, our actual life, the one we actually have lived and are living, the one with all of its parts and all of the good stuff and all the difficult stuff and the frustrating stuff, to receive our actual life as a good gift from the hand of God. That, that we would take our life and we would welcome it in and we would realize that this is the life we've been given to live. Not somebody else's life, not some life we wished we had, not some life that 
was devoid of the struggles that we've had. But this life, this actual life we've been given, this is the one, for whatever reason, God has given us to live. This is our actual life. And learning to receive that with gladness from the hand of God. I think this is at the heart of what Paul is getting at in Philippians chapter 4 when he says, I've learned the secret of being content. Whether I have an abundance or whether I hardly have anything at all, I've learned the secret of being content. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I think at the heart of that is this ability to say, man, this is where I'm at and this is where the Lord has brought me for good or for ill, for whatever reason. This is the life he's given me to live and I am going to live it with all my might before him. Uh, I think that's the key to living a life, as Paul says there in Philippians 4, of contentment, a life that enables us to rejoice always, to give thanks in everything because this is God's will for us. It's, It's to take... Uh, Our life, with our background, our history, uh, the good stuff out of our history, the frustrating stuff out of our history, the disappointing stuff out of our history, it's to take the stuff of our present uh, that is just the way we would want it to be, and the stuff in our present that's like, oh, just frustrates us and disappoints us or hurts us or saddens us, The, the concerns we have for our future, to take all of that. And say, Lord, this is my life. This is the life you have led me into. This is the point you've brought me to. This is the life you've given me to live. And Lord, I receive it. All of it. The good, the bad, the ugly. I receive it from you as a gift from your hand. Help me to live this with you and for you to the best of my ability. I honestly believe that that's the key to living a life marked by peace and joy. And the opposite of that just leads to so much frustration, so much angst, so much discontentment. When we grind the gears of our life, right? Like we just, we we just are constantly, uh, uh, like our soul is tossed about and the gears of our life just don't mesh well. And we're constantly grinding the gears of our life because we're not satisfied with what we have. We're, we're frustrated by what is. We're uh, filled with comparison. And we look at someone else's life and we think, man, I wish my life were like, why can't I just have some of what they've got? Or we, we look at the hurts, the disappointments, or the suffering that we're, we have experienced or we're currently experiencing, and we, we just get like almost bitter about that, and, and we're, we're just full of that angst. Uh, that, that eats us up inside. And to me, that's the opposite of simply saying, here's my life. Here's my life as it is, all of it. Uh, the dark moments, the bright moments, the sorrowful moments, the glad moments, the fun moments, the hurtful moments, the parts of my life that make sense, the parts of my life that don't make sense. Here is my life, my actual life. And Lord, this is the life you've given me to live. And so by your grace and by your spirit, I'm going to receive this life and I'm going to be glad for this life. And I'm going to be grateful for this life. And I'm going to live this life to the best of my ability 
with you, and for you with all my might. That, that's the secret to a life of peace and joy. And when we compare our lives with others and we wish we had what they had, or just not even big things, when we, when, if we're a parent and we look at our kids and we think, oh, I wish my kids would sleep better, and we just get all bent out of shape over that, or I wish my kids were better in school, and I wish my kids didn't have this struggle, or if it's a career and we look at our career and we, we feel like, why couldn't my career worked out like, uh, or man, if, if only, and we're constantly raising those kinds of questions, and we're constantly comparing, or looking in the rearview mirror, or looking over our shoulder, or wishing things were other than they are, rather than just saying, here's my life, here it is, and Lord, I thank you for it, and I'm going to live it for you and with you. When we do that, when we just receive it, we will find peace and joy and gladness in life. I think Jesus presents us with a good model here, just like he does in so many other areas, right? Like Jesus had the opportunity to be frustrated. He grew up among a peasant people, among poor parents and a poor family. He uh, he grew up among an oppressed people and things weren't the way, you know, he wanted them to be. And then not only that, even during his ministry, I mean, his brothers weren't believing in him, John chapter 7 tells us. So his own siblings, they, they misunderstood his ministry. They didn't trust him. They were skeptical of him. He had disciples that didn't get it, and he kept teaching them, and they kept messing up, and they didn't understand. He gets betrayed by one of his very uh, closest disciples, right? The leader of his own people reject him. Uh, I mean, there was plenty of opportunity for Jesus to feel like, man, why couldn't things be different? Why couldn't my ministry have been easier? Why couldn't the Lord have given me, you know, my father given me different disciples? Why don't my brothers get me? And he could have ground the gears of his own life against all that was wrong with it. And he didn't. He didn't. One of the things that oftentimes I, I feel like we miss is that Jesus was the most joyful person who ever lived. In spite of the misunderstanding, in spite of the rejection, in spite of the doubt, in spite of the suffering, in spite of the, the constant self-giving and being used by crowds just for what he could provide for them and people then turning against him, in spite of all that didn't go right, Jesus was the most joyful person who ever lived. And we know this because on the very night before his crucifixion, Jesus said to his 12, those who had been with him for three years, Jesus said this, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy might be in you and your joy might be overflowing. I mean, Jesus, one, wants us and his, as his followers to have overflowing joy. But two, Jesus is saying this to the people who knew him best. And if he didn't radiate a desirable kind of joy, there's no way he could have said those words with any sort of credibility without them laughing at him, without them turning, you know, kind of in mocking towards him. Jesus radiated pure, undefiled, desirable joy. 
And he did so in spite of the fact there were a lot of things that didn't go right in his life or his ministry, that his circumstances weren't always comfortable or easy, that Jesus radiated this kind of joy. Jesus is a model of somebody who just hears the life the Father gave him. As it is, the good, the beautiful, the hard, the difficult, right, the terrifying and uh, the frustrating, all of it, here it is. And it, none of it stole his joy. He lived with incredible joy because he received, he received this life, this life that he had been given uh, as a gift from God, and he lived it with all his might before the Father. And that's really the pattern for us to follow as well, to receive our life like Jesus, all of it, and just live it right where we are before God with all our might. And if we do so, we'll find peace and joy. Now, the follow-up question, I suppose, to that is, well, what about trying to improve our situation? Is that wrong then? No, that's not at all what I'm talking about. And that's not what I mean by that. Certainly, if there's things in our circumstances we have control over and we can say, I'm going to make this choice and go this direction because I think that'll better my life, then let's go that direction. Or I'm going to change the circumstance in my family because I do think it'll make things better for my kids and maybe it might help them perform better at school or sleep better at night. Fine. Change those things, right? Like, yes, where we have control and we can make choices and we can change things. Let's do that. But to the extent that those things bear only some fruit or they don't turn out the way we thought or it's like, oh, well, that didn't work out. Let's just gladly accept that and keep moving forward with joy and gratitude for the life God has given us. He's the one that's given us these kids, not somebody else's kids, these kids. He's the one that's given us this career and this opportunity. So let's receive that with joy and gladness and gratitude. He's the one that's brought us to this point in life where we have this opportunity to make this choice. Let's receive that. He's the one that put, has put these people into our life. Let's receive that. And even if it's a disappointing thing that we can't change, it's a frustrating circumstance that's beyond our control, if it's a form of suffering that has come upon us and we can't guarantee the outcome, then let's sit with God in the midst of that and say, Lord, here it is. You know this hurts and you know this is hard, but God, I trust you. And I know you're not done with my story. And if, if it's not all happily ever after, then the story isn't over because we've been promised from God. We've been promised from God that someday there will be a great happily ever after. And so uh, as we, we look at our life, we have been given this life to live. No other life. This life. And so as we enter into the holiday season, as we look forward to a new year, my encouragement, my invitation to you, to you and to myself is, along with Paul, to learn the secret of being content. Because it's really the secret of being full of joy and peace. And that is, whether we have an abundance or whether we have hardly anything at all, to say, Lord, here's my life. Here's my life. And I'm going to live it with you and for you, to the best of my ability, help me, Lord, to do just that. And as we do that, I sincerely believe we will find joy and peace right in the midst of the ordinary stuff of everyday life. 
Hey, thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. Thanks to those of you who are supporters of the Bible and Life and the listeners' commentary. You make this ministry possible, and because of you, thousands of people all around the world are receiving Bible teaching on a regular basis. And so, thanks for your support. Thanks for your investment in the lives of people and the impact you're making through your generosity. And thanks for all your prayers, and thanks for being a part of the Bible and Life family. God bless you guys. May you carry out your everyday life, moment by moment, in partnership with Jesus who loves you and gave himself up for you. God bless you guys. I look forward to talking to you again next week.